0: Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Round Pen where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball.
1: This is Jared Jewett.
0: And this week, we're going to talk about content and links.
1: Yeah, one of the things that we've been talking about lately is getting picked up from other websites, having great referral links coming in to all of your different high-quality content?
0: You know, I think people tend to kind of go to extremes. Um, At first, everybody was like, oh, my God, links, 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 links. And all they did was look for places to put their links. And then Google said, you know, links, not so important. And everybody shifted 100% to content. And I think what I'm seeing is kind of a move back to the middle a little bit.
1: Yeah, guys like Matt Cutts in particular from Google have, have said from the very beginning, we just want you to write awesome content. The links matter, right? The links matter still because if you're writing awesome content, people who are interested in that awesome content are going to link to it, right? So so from the very beginning, it, it's, it's been about creating stuff that's going to get picked up and that's going to get noticed, um, but gaming the system it, it was never the right way to do that.
0: So as a business owner, we've had some really fun things that have happened here at Round Peg. I'm going to brag a little bit, but then I think we we'll really want to talk about how other businesses can use this example. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, um, I saw a note in Harrow, which is help a reporter out, and it's a daily news feed um, of topics that reporters are looking for subject matter experts. And, All sorts of things from how to get cat hair out of your filters to how to write a business plan. And I saw one that was asking for a business plan model for a marketing company. So I said, hey, I can do this and I got interviewed by Forbes.
1: Whoa. That is awesome. So did someone call you over the phone? Did they send you an email? How did it work?
0: Um, We did it over the telephone real quick. He gave me a couple of points, and he asked me for a link on our website to a business plan, and so I gave him one.
1: So were you thinking, back then, what you said about four years ago, were you thinking, hey, are you going to link to us? Are you going to link to the content that we've created? Because, I mean, I'm sure you knew even then that a website like Forbes is going to be a great place to have your
0: name drop. Absolutely, and so even to this day, every now and then... I, I take it back, it's not Forbes, it's Inc. Small Business, cool. but same kind of publication. I still see a link every few weeks from Inc. Small Business to our website.
1: Wow, that's awesome. You said it's about four years old. So that link has had time. Because you were cognizant upfront of the kind of content that you needed to make, uh, you created content when there was a the need for it, that hole that was filled, right? And now it's had four years to kind of marinate and and really build some some authority around whatever it was you wrote about. And uh, and now for our website, you know, sounds like that's a great place for us to get some really high quality traffic.
0: And so how do you use that? Start looking for places where you can be a subject matter expert. Maybe you do subscribe. It's HARO, H-A-R-O. Or maybe... Look at what kind of articles are being written in your local newspaper. This is PR 101. People look at what people are writing about and send them a note, send them an email. Say, Hey, I've got some information on this topic. Would you like it? I know something about that. I've done a study. I have installed a half a dozen of those, whatever those products are. And so, one way to get credible external links to your content is by doing some proactive outreach.
1: Absolutely. And so the next level of that, you know, that we've been really excited about, especially around here, is making sure that the high quality content that you're creating covers sort of a a wide array of topics, or at least is covering all the things that people within your organization uh, have expert knowledge on.
0: So for example, um, My real core expertise, I write a lot about strategy and productivity and things that business owners should know about. Jared writes a lot about content and SEO. Anne is our social media diva, and she focuses more on email marketing and social media etiquette. Jenna writes about design, and Peter and and Emily write about web design, what's happening on the internet. When you have lots of people in your organization writing about different things, you bring in different audiences. So again, I'm I'm going to brag a little. Um, both Jared and Anne have had posts picked up by the New York Times Small Business blog, and that was really cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wrote a post about why TV ads are not right for small business. I mean, something that we had just kind of offhandedly talked about with one of our clients, and and that hit such a niche market, right, that uh, even something that we don't necessarily talk about all the time, or a service that we even provide, talking about uh, television ads, but uh, it was interesting enough to someone at uh, the New York Times to be picked up and put onto their website. And so that was a whole new... Uh, group uh, you know, sets of eyeballs that we otherwise would never tap into, but because I wrote about something that uh, might have been a little peripheral to what we do, but still well within our wheelhouse, uh, we got that valuable link.
0: And also, if you have a website where the average visitor sees two or three pages, when you can hook somebody in and bring them in with an interesting story on a particular topic, they're bound to stay and look around at what else you do. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: So, you know, whether you're a heating and air conditioning contractor, go a little bit broader. Don't just write about furnaces and air conditioning. Write about getting your home ready for summer vacation or getting ready for the holidays. If you're a carpet cleaning company, talk about stain-resistant carpets and carpet trends, fashion and style. Um... And mix it up a little bit and bring people in. As long as you're not writing about something completely irrelevant, I would not recommend if you own a um, an electrician. You know, if you're an electrician, I wouldn't recommend that you maybe write about how the Pacers are playing this season. But you could write about the kind of lighting they're using mm-hmm. at the stadium.
1: Right. So it's applying your expertise. And you know, we talk about this a lot. Applying that expertise to what's hot in the news, adding uh, another one of our our phrases, adding a story that only you can tell that has to do uh, with 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 what's hot, what people are talking about.
0: You know, um, sometimes some of the things that get you noticed are the things that are a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. And I think as a business, you shouldn't be afraid. I, I mean, and I came out of corporate and I know this is a lot harder to do when you are a $20 million company. But when you're a company of 10, 15, or even 50 people, you still have room for a little bit of fun. So Jenna just wrote a post recently where she flipped the logos and took the Dunkin' Donuts color and font and applied it to the Hermes logo and took their font and put it on Dunkin' Donuts. And the results were funny and quirky and made you kind of stop visually and look, and we got all sorts of traffic and people who shared it and liked it and came to see, okay, this is funny, but what do these guys do?
1: So she had written such an awesome article that really showcased uh, her ability right, as a graphic designer. And so it got picked up by the website designtaxi.com, which for us would be a, a domain that we otherwise wouldn't have any sort of visibility on. So we reached, uh, through that really, really, really high-quality link, a whole new subset of people that would probably never have been able to see uh, the, kind of build, the kind of graphic design work that we do at Roundpeg. And that was super valuable for us.
0: And, you know, the fact that many of those people are graphic designers, so they're not people that would necessarily hire us And so on one level, you're like, yeah, but they can't buy from you, so why do you care? In the world of the Internet, peer recommendations and peer referrals are very valuable. You know, what do your competitors think about you?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And so kind of getting into that arena where you are listed among your peers, where other professionals recognize what you do, That cross linking from authoritative sites to your content makes you an authority too.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic because what we've done is we've told something like the Google Robots, hey, roundpeg.biz has the ability to do graphic design. So it sees a website like Design Taxi, it knows from however long Design Taxi has been around, this site is about graphic design. The majority of the links that are coming from this site are going to have to do with graphic design. So when it follows through that link and it lands on, on that post from Jenna, it associates roundpeg.biz with graphic design.
0: And so as you're thinking about your content, as you're thinking about you know what you're writing about, um, some days it's okay to just ramble. Just write about whatever pops into your head. And some days I really want you to be deliberate. I really want you to think about, You know is this an article I could submit to a local news site Um, if your market is comprised of insurance agents if you are a home inspection service write an article and then send it to whoever publishes the Indiana insurance agent blog and see if they will post it as a guest blog post for their members
1: and don't forget to source your human talent right if it's only you write about all the different things you you know kind of in, in your fields of expertise if it's you and three other people what do those three people know what what expertise do they bring to the table that you might not right that you might not be able to write about and 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 see if see if you can create some really interesting content out of that you
0: know blog posts um It's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, blog posts come and go in an instant. Um, We write five blog posts a week, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blog posts on our website that maybe only 30 or 40 people have read. And then there are those blog posts that every single day, five, six, seven people come back and view, day in and day out, week in and week out, even year in. And you're out, and so you never quite know, um, so keep writing. And also, don't be afraid to go back and maybe give a little life to something that didn't get noticed the first time around. And
1: I want to emphasize that we're not really talking about a shotgun technique here. We're really talking about making sure the stuff you're writing about is the stuff you care about, and the stuff you know about, and the stuff that you, as a reader, as a researcher, would be interested in reading
0: through and um it it is at the end of the day this is a business blog this is not about ego at the end of the day the reason you're creating this content looking for good external links looking to be picked up by these more prestigious sites in your industry it's about business when uh I wrote an article for YouGurus, and it is a pretty popular site among web developers. And their audience is actually small web design shops. I wrote an article. A few weeks later, I got a phone call from a guy who read my article. We chatted. And today, we are starting our second copywriting project for him. He designs websites just like we do, but he doesn't write copies. And so that blog post that I wrote three months ago that led to a conversation has also led to some real business opportunities. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's about.
1: Yeah, it is worth every bit of time you put in to create high-quality content. I I can't say it.
0: So if you'd like to read some of that high-quality content we've been talking about, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.